and welcome to another episode of The Partial Historians. I am Dr. Greenfield, and beside me, elegant as ever, is... In my Rock is Dead t-shirt. <laughs> Dr. Radness, at your beck and call, Dr. G. <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, I love it when you're my slave. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I do my best. Uh, but yeah, today we continue. We do. Mm. We continue. When we left you last, it was on a cliffhanger. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> We've been dealing with Coriolanus. He's been our big stop-off point in this history of Rome from the founding of the city that we've been tracing for the past, I don't know, year? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's been a while now. Yeah, and Coriolanus uh, had become an enemy of his own people. <laughs> How unjust. Yes, and it's his sense of justice that really propels him to seek out ultimate vengeance. That's right, and he's pretty much poised to do so, and the Romans would be crapping their little... What do you call those things? Uh, boots. Uh, <laughs> Cuffing their boots. Wow, they are terrifying. <laughs> you know, skipping when, the underwear straight away. <laughs> when things fall down. I think things it's like fall a down. subiculum? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not get it. Whatever. See, it's the stuff that carries your undercarriage. Ooh. <laughs> Anywho, so the Romans are freaking out. Yeah, the Romans haven't done a very good job of getting themselves organized. No. Coriolanus has exploited the factionalism yep. that is now Roman politics. Between the patricians and the plebeians. And now he is pretty much at the gates of the city with a giant Volscian army. Yeah, exactly. And Having as... laid waste to most of South Italy <laughs> at this point in time. Yeah, the Latins have been just trodden all over, unfortunately. Um, the Romans, as they tend to do, though, when, the, when push comes to shove, Whilst they were bickering amongst themselves and not agreeing on what to do in the lead up to this event, um, they do seem to unite right at the last second. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They do. Um, everybody gets together, senators and tribunes, yes. and they think, look, maybe we should forgive yeah. Coriolanus. <laughs> maybe They're that is... Ambassadors! <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe That'll that work. would be good. Yeah. Uh, Dionysus of Halicarnassus doesn't seem to be buying this as a historian. And he goes on one of his uh, moments of excursus where he's like, oh. actually, you might be curious <laughs> about this change in attitude. Um, I am curious, Dionysus. <laughs> please, do go on. <laughs> you know, and, and then basically is like, we don't know why. Um, <laughs> whether it's because they're sounding out the sentiment of the populace mm. and, you know, and trying to, like, see if they can, like, get anybody to yield through, like, being compassionate. Um, whether people uh, want to clear themselves of particular accusations because the patricians and the plebeians are, are accusing each other within the city of various true, things. True, true. This is true. Um, or, you know, what their purpose is. It's, and he, he basically says it's kept secret. Well, Livy seems to indicate... I mean, you know, this is obviously pretty, it's pretty obvious, but nonetheless. Um, Livy seems to indicate that, essentially, although they are united in their fear... They're not necessarily uh, you know, agreeing about how to go about dealing with this situation. And the plebeians are basically saying to the patricians, we want to avoid war at all costs. And I can get that because Coriolanus seems to have had nothing but success. Victories, yeah. Yes, resounding success. Yeah, not to mention they've seen him in action. They know what he can do. He's a war machine. Such <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the plebeians perhaps are behind this whole idea of sending ambassadors because the senators can bring themselves to do that. Yeah. And the Pavilions don't want to have the war. Presumably no one wants to have the war because 
let's face it. Apparently yeah. there's no official vote taken on this. There's no, no sort of decree passed about what the action should be. No. So there is, yeah, yeah, there's obviously some issues. And the chaos in the city um, that comes about when the Romans can actually see uh, Coriolanus's army setting up shop, getting ready for a bit of a siege. Yeah. And... Um, Confusion is the way to go. Diplomacy. Yeah. Diplomacy. Well, diplomacy, yeah, yeah, but like confusion, first yeah. of all. Some people take up arms being like, we got to get out there. <laughs> I'm ready you to know. go. I've got my sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Others run to the gates being like, we're just going to do it. And some... <laughs> what, run to the gates? Yeah, you're running to the gates of the city because they're like, well, we've got to push forward this attack, you know. Oh. Because um, <laughs> they're like... They're, and they don't so have anybody like they to... they tearing down their own city. No, no, no. <laughs> Let the man in. Just yeah. tear it down. Um, some people are giving out um, arms to their slaves. Yep. And they're like, look, let's take a defensive hold on the capital. Yep. And women are apparently running through the streets, uh, crying, lamenting, praying to the gods, so running into temples. Panic. They don't do anything sensible. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, it's, it's a bit horrific. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Ancient history is not great to women. No. Um, but lamenting is kind of where they're at. Sure. Uh, the plebeians flock into the forum and yeah. they're like, patricians, something must be done. We need to make a decision. Yeah. And God, the patricians are slow to make decisions. I mean, seriously, this guy is sitting outside with an army. Yeah. Do something for It's God's not like sake. for the last couple of months he hasn't been doing exactly the same thing in the countryside. So it's like they know he's there. And this is the one, this is the one time where I would definitively say to them, your money can't protect you. <laughs> also, who's going to lead your army? I don't know. Exactly, yeah. And so they eventually, they choose... Five ex consuls, mm-hmm. which is probably all they've got at this point. Because <laughs> yeah. Roman history is pretty short, short you know. Um, yeah. They choose five ex consuls, like all real close buddy buddy friends of Coriolanus prior to exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, these are the men to send. <laughs> yeah. You know, if anybody can turn that guy around, it's going to be his patrician buddy. <laughs> yes. Well, see, Livy again speeds through all of this. He basically just says that there are three embassies and that Coriolanus only answers the first. Oh, wow. Yeah, that Coriolanus has a... Yeah. I really wish I hadn't read Manukius's 10-page speech. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Livy's account just has these three embassies happening that Coriolanus sends back a very simple answer to the first, and that is, give the Volskians back their land, and then we'll talk. Yeah. But he, is, won't, yeah. Yeah, he won't listen to any other embassy, even though the third one is made up of priests. <laughs> my God, does a man have no humility? Apparently not. So I'm guessing I'm just going to be able to sit back now and listen yeah, to a look. long story. <laughs> Boy, do I have a narrative for you. I'm getting really comfortable listening to you. <laughs> now I'm closer. Now I'm further away. <laughs> I've entitled this section, yes. The Speech of Marcus Minucius. That's well, like a... <laughs> because it goes on and was, on yeah, and good. on. All right, give me um, the highlights. Go. Minucius <laughs> is really interested in the concept of moderatio. Ah. So he's arguing for moderation. Now this is... Sorry, I'm already interrupting. This is the guy that spoke about the stomach. Isn't it? <laughs> is it? I can't recall. Isn't this Maybe. The guy, I think it might have been, actually. Yeah. I have a feeling, listeners, that this is the guy that when the, the patricians want the plebeians to... Get off their high horse in their sacred mount and come back and just deal. He, they send this guy to give a speech about how the Roman state is like a body. Yeah. And the patricians yeah. are like a stomach and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, we are the ones that feed everybody. If it's not we the are... same guy, it's a relative, I swear to God. Anyway. No, I think it's the same guy. Okay, I think it's the same guy. Um, yeah. 
So he talks about moderatio being the key thing here. Yeah. And he's like, you're violating the laws of nature. You're confounding the duties of religion wow. um, by engaging in these things. He's like... Is that because it's against his own countrymen? Is that yeah, he's a, not using yeah. reason. Um, well, I think I bet to do He's that. not exhibiting moderation. <laughs> That's true. Um, and he's breaking natural laws. Like, you know, the gods are not going to be happy about this, are they? Obviously. Yes, because um, the gods believe in nationalities. Well, the gods believe in Rome. That's true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where Manukius is coming from here. Getcha, like, getcha. <laughs> and so he does this huge discourse on justice, first of all. And he's like, look, I know you're into justice. Yeah. I know the plebeians sought to kill you. Um, and they put you on trial and they accuse you of tyranny. All of these things going through all the stuff. Just like bring it back to the surface. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just and in case you've forgotten how you came to be here. But it's because <laughs> they're scared of you. You know? You're just so awesome, and I mean that in a literal sense. You are awesome. Yeah, and he's like, and what about the Senate? You know, don't treat us like the enemy. It's clearly the plebeians. And, 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 and you've decided to have a war with Rome. And it's like, and it's not just about plebeians, is it? And then he pulls out the old, what about the women and children? Oh, good. Good, good. And he's like, and then what about the desecration? You've been pillaging the land. Oh, that's not- it? There's no more about the women and children? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, they're just okay. going to mention Okay, sorry. Yeah. There's going more about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, you know, they're just dropped in there. Um, At the moment, they're not British, what am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the women and children have a small part to play that's here. True. And he's like, what about them? They're innocent. So he's like, the Senate and the women and children are all innocent. It's really only the plebeians <laughs> that you've got an issue with here. And that's like, what, less than a third of the population, yeah. you know, that I've just mentioned. When you do the maths, I think yeah, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. I think you're fine. You're not really against Rome at all. <laughs> just against this section. Like, come on. Do we all need to suffer? I'm a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he also mentions that, like, during the pillaging phase, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, sepulchres, shrines, yep. altars, and temples outside the walls have been destroyed. Uh-oh. He's yeah. like, well, what about the gods, man? Yeah. Have you thought about the gods? <laughs> Clearly not, because you've been destroying <laughs> things. Yeah. Reckless. And, Reckless. And then he's like, and then he goes into a bit of a pleading phase. Like, haven't you punished us enough? Like, look at what you've achieved so far. You've been very successful. Can I show you the shitty boots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out these boots. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently full of my skin. You got shit. us. You got us. Yeah. No, joke's over, man. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, if you're interested in Moderatio, then maybe it's time to exhibit it. Yeah. You, you, you claim to be one of these best men. Mm. I'm really interested in seeing some of that right now. <laughs> wow. I'm getting like, I, I feel, I'm getting a very, this is a mother with a toddler type <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So he's sort of, he's like, you know, everyone's willing to forgive you, mm. reverse your banishment. Can they forget them? Can they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and then he's like, you know, think of the fatherland. Yeah, the nationalism yeah. part. Yeah. Um, so, you know. So he's pulled out all the stops. Yeah, well, not only that, yeah. but he also does a bit of an arrogant thing. He's like, it's going to be pretty impossible to beat us, let's face it. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Wow. He's like, you've only got a Volskian army. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Rome, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't matter at this point what you do, even if you win. Your reputation is screwed. And if you lose, your reputation is screwed with Romans. So yeah. why would you do this? But if he kills all the Romans, then the Volskians <laughs> just think he's great. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just saying from Coriolanus' point of view, I'm being devil's advocate. Look, Dionysius <laughs> is loving his moment to do some rhetoric and he's gone hardcore. He really has. Um, and no stone left unturned here. Because Manukius is saying things like, you know... Even if you manage to take us, what about all of our allies? 
And then you're like, those guys, they ran away I was, earlier. I was going to say, haven't they all, like, all pulled the plug or been destroyed already? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm feeling that this is a really hard bluff right now. Yeah. And, like, my note here is, like, it's pretty crazy to claim this, considering, like, Coriolanus already knows that people have defected. Yeah. And also has, and like... And he can beat them. Yeah, yeah, and has smudged the Latins into the ground as he's gotten closer. If I were Coriolanus, I'd be turning to my massive pile of booty right now and just pointing. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, he's like, check it out. Yeah. You know, can you take me? I don't think you can. Yeah. Uh, but wait for it. Manukius okay. isn't done yet. Oh, yeah, I, he's I don't like, know what else you can add to this. Yeah. He's like, look, the gods are on our side. Okay. Um, yeah. So you've had a pretty good run, but let's think about it. Are the gods really going <laughs> to let you take Rome? The gods have just been nice to you up until now. Yeah, exactly. They, they knew you were upset, so they turned a blind eye. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you should be interested in things like showing some courage, the courage to know when to give up. Mm. You should be showing some prudence when to step back. And what's the point of the sort of glory you're going for if you have an unhappy mother, if you have an unhappy wife, if your mm. sons can't live because of what you've done? Now, see, that, that is actually something I... I praise Manukius for bringing up because, he, as we know, family pietas. It's a big deal. Coriolanus, as we know, I mean, you know, Freud would have loved this guy. <laughs> Check all that up. Because uh, he's all over his mother. They have a very tight relationship. And the sons, the sons. Mm-hmm. Mm, what's going to happen with the sons? Yeah, that is a big thing, actually. Yeah, so yeah. Manukius' sort of finale is like, you know, think about what you'll be known as. Mm. At this point, what are your options? You're going to be a slayer of your mother because she's going to get killed. Yeah, okay. And it's like, you're going to be considered a murderer of your wife. She's going to get killed. Win or lose is not ending well for you. Mm. You know? And not to mention, like, the assassin of your own children. Because you, by ruining your own reputation, you ruin them. And it's not a normal situation like with Brutus, where you were punishing your children for being treasonous. No, they've done, they're they're innocent. They've done nothing but be (laughs) (laughs) And then, as, like, he's parting shot, and he's like, Need I mention oh. the Furies? Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to the Fura. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who did this Time travel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And he's like, the Furies are going to come after you, man. Like, think about it. Mm, Big time. This is very eatable. Yeah, yeah. I feel mm. like this is very much the Greek influence coming into yeah, play here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Romans do have a relative equivalent. Sure. I mean, yeah, um, I would say the Romans still respect mothers and sons. Yeah, like, yeah. The bonds you have with them. But yeah, this is yeah. getting rather Greek. This is getting Greek. This is Greek getting tragedy. quite This is getting quite Greek tragedy at yeah. this point. And he's like, you know, return to your mother's affectionate embrace and your wife's sweet welcome. <laughs> you know, come back to the country as a most honourable repayment of the debt you owe your mother and your wife, etc., etc. Um, Coriolanus sort of stands up and he's like, "Look, you're my friend." <laughs> Even after all that, <laughs> yeah, you know we're friends. Yeah, I'm super grateful that we're friends. And he's like, "But those guys in that city over there that you just worked out from have treated me terribly, and I am not going to forgive them." Wow, way to hold a grudge. Just <laughs> not gonna do it. Yeah, see, now this is getting mafioso. Like, <laughs> you know, you can't forgive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You must wrong the right. And he's like, where's no, the satisfaction? Right the wrong, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. wrong the right. No! <laughs> yeah. And he starts getting a bit sassy. And he's like, what sort of satisfaction can I obtain from being restored to a city like this? Ooh. Where vice 
is what rules, Ooh, not virtue. Nice, nice comeback, Coriolanus. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah. Where punishment awaits the innocent, but criminals go free. Yeah. And this would be Dionysius, once again, really going to town with the rhetoric, because, of course, if you want to be a true rhetorician, you argue <laughs> both sides. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Sorry, it goes continue. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to flag that before you too deep into Coriolanus. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Look, and it's some good rhetoric. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm largely enjoying it. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. He's like, you're talking about the guy who was crowned for valor with the expulsion of the kings. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, talking yeah. to this guy. Yeah. And he's like... All of the valor that I have demonstrated throughout my career and the way that I've been treated, no, just no. Yeah. No forgiveness for you guys. Yep, yep, yep. I hear you, Coriolanus. And he's like, it's tough, it's you tough. know, maybe if I'd been the sort of guy that had a really sordid private life, but nobody ever gets expelled for that, do they? Also, I don't have a sordid private life. Mm. He's like, I am unbesmirched. <laughs> Nice. By gossip. Unbesmirched. I, like <laughs> I have always simply argued for the continuation of tradition. Mm. The forefathers, the honourable principles of Rome. Mm. So, he's like, either Rome has virtue mm. and hates virtue, I should say. Ah. Either Rome hates virtue, yep, yep, yep. Um, and that's why I got exiled, mm-hmm. or you are ruled by the baser elements. Baser Ooh. elements here is code for plebeians. Uh-oh. Now that damn is fighting words. <laughs> and he's like, and whichever one it is, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. The city is terrible. Carolinas, you're painting a good picture here. <laughs> and he's like, if you take me back into that city and I say, yeah, I'm going back, I'm just setting myself up as a sacrifice. Because I'm not going to change. Mm. I'm still virtuous. Yeah. I still want the best rule for the Rome. I still want to follow the traditions and principles. So what's going to happen to me? I get exiled again? I think I can sum up what Coriolanus is trying to say here. <laughs> Basically, he's trying to say, I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> too sexy for my shirt. And oh yes, oh, yes. it hurts. <laughs> and I'm too sexy for the body. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. The body. Yeah. Politic. Yeah. The body politic. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starts to bring in some little, like, side notes to, like, satisfy the Volskian witnesses. Because this conversation is happening in front of the best of the Volskian army Ooh, as well. The pressure this is, is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are public speeches. Yeah. And, and then he's like, all right, how about it? The gods are on my side. No question. Have you mm. seen what I've just done? Have you seen the last couple of months? To be fair, <laughs> again, I can see his point because he has had a lot of victories. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't see this going wrong for me. No. And he's like, friendship's not going to be enough. This is sounding really bad for Rome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of sums up being saying, look, I'm just. Yep. Um, I'm honorable. Mm-hmm. And handsome. <laughs> and the gods like what I'm doing okay, because yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten this far if they did not and like, the Romans can't really come back with oh yeah well we've had internal dissension and like our allies stripped of us ha ha take that Coriolanus <laughs> yeah so his final parting shot is like okay so here's the deal mm-hmm. Volskins want their land back ah okay finally we meet <laughs> our accounts meet yes. 20 pages later you know I got, it took a long time to get Woo, there okay it's like so here's the deal yeah I know we proposed it before and you said no. Yes. But this is what we'd like. Yeah. Volskins like all their land back. Yep. And then we'll go away. You know, in Plutarch, he actually also throws in that the Latins would like civic rights. Ooh. I know. Yeah. Interesting, right? No, he doesn't say much about the Latins except to say that the Volskians want a treaty that's on the same sort of terms yeah. as what the Latins I think had. what he's getting at here is he kind of hints that he's kind of either... Uh, 
because he is so just, I suppose the way he handled conquering those innumerable cities <laughs> is that he is just in the way that he goes about doing that. Yes. And maybe that's part of this, I don't know. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, so he's like, look, so that's the deal. Yeah. I'm going to give you 30 days to think about it. Mm. I'm even going to do the uh, honour of removing the army See, that's from in Plut- the city. This is where Plutarch is using Dionysus, because Livy doesn't mention anything like this. Mm. He just says, you know, there were three embassies. Coriolanus only replied to the first and ignored the rest. <laughs> but Coriolanus, oh, sorry, the Coriolanus, Plutarch in his Coriolanus also has this whole idea of, I'll give you 30 days to think about it. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, look, I'll give you some thinking time. Go back, debate amongst yourselves. I'm going to take my army. Um, Just camp and out here. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'll come back in 30 days. Yeah, yeah. Um, in 30 days, Coriolanus takes another seven cities. Mm, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes quite quickly. And this is where cities like Longula, Satricum, uh, Septia, so all... The ones that, that I named way yeah, back at the beginning because yeah, Livy yeah. is way messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so that list for Dionysius comes in this 30 days. And it's like, okay. how about uh, Coriolanus's take seven cities in 30 days tour of the Latin countryside? You see, Plutarch actually paints a slightly different picture here. Mm. Mm. And I don't know whether this pops up later in Dionysius, but this is where Plutarch starts to say, well... This whole 30-day delay, it is quite a lengthy time, and some of the Volskians think it's too long. Ooh. That maybe Coriolanus is having second thoughts. Interesting. That maybe he isn't as committed as he said he was. <laughs> that maybe there's something suspicious going on here, and they don't like it. They don't like it one bit. Curious. Yes. Curious. So some Volskians start to conspire against Coriolanus. Nice. Yeah. Now, Tullus, who had been part of this whole bromance and let's welcome Coriolanus party, <laughs> He starts to think back to all the wrongs that Coriolanus once did him when they were enemies. And this seems to have been brought up by the fact that when the Romans send out the embassy, and I mean, let's face it, in Plutarch, the Roman embassy is initially his relatives, senators that he's going to listen to, etc. But nonetheless, Tullus still feels slighted that that, um, that he's being overlooked. By the Volskians as well, not just the Romans. He's being overlooked by everybody. He was once an important man. He chose the defensive army. Well, yeah. nah. <laughs> but anyway, he basically says, I demand that Coriolanus be shoved out. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, because he's he just wants to be the big man around campus again. Yep, yep. He wants the Volskians to be looking to him, to be worshipping him. Yeah. Coriolanus has done his part, and now I want my share of the sweet yeah. cake that I set up for myself earlier. Yeah, exactly. And it's then that Plutarch starts talking about what you were talking about, the capturing of... Rome's allies, seven large cities. And I love the fact that Plutarch says it's because Coriolanus isn't lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly not a lazy man. No. Yeah. Mm. He does what he does best. Anywho. Yeah, so, no, yeah, yeah. that is significantly different from what we get in Dionysius. There's no really? hint of dissension mm. um, from the Volskians or Taurus at this point in time. Well, uh, this as is far thing. As it's not that I necessarily want to believe Plutarch, but on the same, at the same time, I can kind of see where they're coming from. 30 days is a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. Yeah. And the Romans come back with a pretty poor counteroffer after 30 days. I know. The Romans are like just letting Coriolanus run riot <laughs> and attack these seven large cities that he takes. Yeah. And pretty much, once again in my account, the Romans turn up after 30 days and say, so this is what we've come to. Please stop attacking us. <laughs> please. Just want to what do you Why don't you want to be oh, friends? Please. <laughs> we'll give them Hosky and rights. I promise. I swear. I just tell them. Uh, uh. 
They don't do it like that, of course, because they're Romans. But <laughs> that's that's what they're doing inside. I can. Tell. I think so. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 So the Romans seem to make a counter offer. Yeah. The Volskians need to get out of their territory, and then they can treat. <laughs> well, that's just it's a pretty poor effort from yeah. the Romans. They're like, no, you leave. No, Honest. you leave. Honestly, honestly. And it's like, well, the Volskians have been asking for their stuff back for a while now, guys. So being all whiny about, like, what are you doing in front of my city? I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's really going to play very that. well. Yeah, well, Coriolanus basically says um, at the end of all this second, I guess, I don't know, offer, if you can call it that, um, mm-hmm. that he, he's not even going to respond because he's a general of the Volskians now. Um, but as a Roman, he, he suggests they should just grant the terms he asked for within three days. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, don't be douchebags, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, Coriolanus basically tells them to be better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you thought about coming to a better decision, guys? Yeah. Because that one, that's not really a, an option, Yeah, and it? it's at this point in Plutarch that the next embassy comes, the third embassy, which is, of course, made up of priests. Yeah, this is, I, I think this is really, I mean, for me, this is fascinating. Yes, you are I, religious stuff. I love it Go. when this sort of stuff happens. You're yeah. like, all right, so, you know, maybe it's the sign that we need to get the gods involved for reals. Um, yeah. Because the Romans, I think on They're some level. They're on earth. Yeah, yeah <laughs> must, be, must be starting to doubt whether the gods are really on their side. Yeah. Um, let's get the pontiffs and the augurs and the other priests involved and we'll send them out. And it doesn't really go so well. No, Coriolanus uh, ignores what Coriolanus doesn't say. even talk to them. No. He's just like, no. Demands are the same. Go Yeah, away. so <laughs> Volskians would still like their land back. Um, and he's like, I'm not interested in any future negotiations. Now, and he starts to prepare for a siege. Yeah, and this is where I start to get excited, Dr. G. Do you know why? <gasps> why? It's because we finally have some women again! <laughs> Very exciting. <gasps> so exciting that I, I spilt my gloss. It's all right. It's out, gonna, of, out of thrilling. It's okay. It's okay. The water's not going to hurt anything. No, no. It's all fine. right. Yeah. It's okay. Collective gasp. Women. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, women actually popping up in Roman history. Yes, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've been able to do this. I don't know if we've seen a woman for a while. We really haven't, so I'm very excited. Okay. Okay. So, this is how it plays out. As you can imagine, Dr. G. Everyone's still a little bit panicky back in Rome about this whole situation because it's not really getting resolved. Um, now, Livy, of course, skips straight to the good bit. Where he oh, starts Livy. Talk- yeah, yeah, where he starts talking about how the matrons assemble around Baturia, the mother of Coriolanus, and Volumnia, his wife. Mm-hmm. I suppose I should call them Volumnia, but that's really weird. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, and he's not sure whether they're doing this because the government has put them up to it or whether because... They're just scaredy cats, and they want to group together. Okay, but Plutarch gives a little bit more background detail. Does Dionysius go into a little bit more build-up for the women's involvement? There is a lot of detail. Oh, yeah, and, you know, there there are women giving significant speeches as well. Really? Well, it turns out they're versed in rhetoric. Who'd have thought? Lay it on me. (laughs) (laughs) Not just yet. Okay, 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 fair enough, yeah. Um, In Plutarch's account, the women are praying, of course, visiting temples, because, you know, that's what they can offer at this point in time. Crying. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, supplication, supplication. Um, and amongst the women who are doing this is Valeria, the sister of Publicola. Oh, or yes. Publicola. What have we decided on? Publicola or Publicola? Publicola. Okay, good. Okay, the sister of Publicola, who 
listeners of the Partial Historians might remember, was a very popular man around town in So Rome. popular, he has public in his name. That's right, exactly, yeah. So she, because he was so popular <laughs> once upon a time when he was still alive, um, she's still looked at as, you know, high up there, right up there, deserving of respect. Okay, um, and she basically says, you know what, women? Let's all get together and go and see Coriolanus's mother. Let's go right to the source. <laughs> Literally, he came out of her. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, yeah. he did. Um, and they come, they present themselves to Volumnia, basically say that we are not here because of what the consuls want us to do or the Senate want us to do. We are here on the orders of God. Oh, or interesting. The gods. The gods. The gods, the gods yeah. have sent us on yep. a sacred mission to save Rome. Yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, and so all the other women crowd around Valeria and they say, yes, yes, we are. And so Volumnia talks about how horrified she is by the whole situation, about how it's not just the pressure, obviously, of having a Volscian army outside the doors, but the additional shame and misery of the person leading that army being Coriolanus. The fact that his reputation is now in tatters, that they can no longer really consider him like a virtuous man. Um, it's all bad for them, as you can imagine, and they're feeling it pretty keenly mm-hmm. because he used to be all about the duty. All about the duty. That's right. <laughs> Anywho, what's going on in your account with the ladies? Uh, well, the women do step in. Right. Uh, so in, like, chaos, as usual, it yep. would seem in Rome at this point. Of course. Uh, women abandon seclusion. Ooh. Mm, and propriety. What does mean? Okay, uh, yes. oh, no, The hint that maybe, well, the, the, the Greeks, the at least, the women were in the house. Ah, um, yes. They ran to the shrines of the gods with yep. lamentations threw themselves at the feet of statues yep. and cried and supplicated, etc. Yep. And Valeria <laughs> merges out of this sort of uh-huh. mass she is in as account. a very distinguished matron. Yes. And she calls upon the women and encourages them to uh, band together. She's like, look, the hope of the state now rests with us women. The men have tried, the men have failed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. now we're up to us. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, our strength uh, is goodwill and our speech. So interesting. It's okay. not arms. Okay. It's it's our words and our general sense of compassion. Mm. So let's go to the house of Vituria, yeah. the mother of Coriolanus, and let's entreat her uh, to do something. Um, go to the enemy camp. Oh, so she has a different name in this account. Interesting. Yes, mm. and and Volumnia is the wife. Interesting. Yeah, there is there is variance on these characters. Ah, yeah. yeah. See, in my in Plutarch's account, Volumnia I think is the mother, and Virgilia is the mm. wife. Yeah, yeah. There's no consensus in our source material. For what a shock! Women. Getting the women. Yeah, women. Right. They all started with V. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could have been any of them. Uh, so yeah, so Vitruvia is the mother in mm-hmm. this account, and they're like, look, we need to go to her and convince her to go to the camp and have a talk with her son. Yep, yep. That's what she needs to do. Yep. And they're kind of like, you know, Volumnia is there and she's in the same house as well. But, yep. like, they don't really direct it so much at her. Yeah. And... No, it does seem to be like a, let join us and help us and let's do something about that. Because that's pretty yeah. much what... Volumnia gets that message loud and clear in my account too. Like, the end of her little speech about the shame and how country came before anything, before everything for Coriolanus once upon a time. Um, she says, yeah, let's go supplicate, 
him directly. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it takes a little bit of time in mm. Dionysus' account. Surprise! Oh, <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. Uh, so Valeria makes her case to Vitruvia. You know, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And you need to persuade him. You know. You know the sacrifices, the rites. You know. You know, surely if you lay down at his feet, you know, he'll realize what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. And we shall show ourselves to be the true descendants of the women who put an end to the war between Romulus and the Sabines. And wow, I was like, someone has an idea I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> somebody thinks they're reaching right for the top. Yeah, yeah. And Vitruvia's like, I don't think this is a good idea. Really? She's that like, surprises she's me. like, Coriolanus hates us. What? Yeah. What, what, women or just his women folk? No, she says he has hated his whole family together with his country. It would never have gone oh, to this point. Okay, yeah, I gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like, he came home. She starts to describe how he came home after he got, like, his perpetual banishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he found us sitting at home and we're mourning and lamenting and stuff. And he doesn't even care. And... I, I, I think I, I have heard about this stuff, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you see, he was then suffering, Coriolanus. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's uh, unmoved, uh, tearless as a stone, Duh. and he says, "Look, I'm lost to you, mother, and to you, Volumnia, my best wife. Mm. Um, I've been exiled." And he's like, "I'm leaving now," and basically is like, "I must go." <laughs> I my, my manhood and valor have been compromised by the outcome of this trial. <laughs> Nothing um, else matters. Yeah, and he's like, and he doesn't hug anybody or whatever, and he's like, he just gets out of there. And he's like, I'm I'm no longer your son, you know? Wow. And That's harsh, man. And so she's like, oh, look, so I don't know how this is going to go. Well, that's um, fair enough, I suppose. I would have the same doubts. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so I'm not sure that approaching him is necessarily going to be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be better off by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and at, she concludes her speech, and yeah. Valeria's like, I, "Well, I, I don't think we can accept that." And she's like, "Ladies, just keep lamenting. <laughs> you know, lots of pleading. Lament just lament your heart. Yeah, out. just yeah. keep going because this needs to happen." Yeah. And Vitruvia uh, is sort of like at the end of this is like, "Fine, look, I'll do the thing. Just like stop." <laughs> She's like, but I really don't think it's going to work. Wow, um, okay, that is quite a different take on things. Yeah, mm. and then this gets taken to the Senate, and they're like, well, you know, it could be bad if all the women go out of the city. They could all just get raped, couldn't they? Uh, the Saban reference again. <laughs> this could be terrible. Mm. And it's like, what's going to happen? Maybe we should just send a small delegation of women, not all the women. Uh, <laughs> not every single female we possess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what should we do? Yeah. Um, and they eventually decide that, like, Look, they can go. Um, uh, sort of a dark moment for the Senate, I would have thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> being like, oh, well, nothing else has worked. I suppose let's just let the women have a try. And see, this is why I have to admit that I feel like there must be something going on here, as in Carolinus isn't just a mythical figure. Because why would the Romans write this myth that in which the women, essentially... which In which, in which they've been emasculated themselves yeah. to such a degree. Being so completely useless. <laughs> I don't understand it, but anyway, yeah. I think it's to demonstrate Coriolanus as a quintessential Roman patrician. I think this is going to be mm. a story that's its clearly not a plebeian tradition. This is clearly about how do you be the best man in a bad situation, and it turns out you have to destroy the city. <laughs> <laughs> and that means that it's a warning for plebeians Yeah, okay. on some level. The patricians never back down. 
Well, <laughs> and also that you can only take things so far, or you should only push things so far. Uh, yeah. And actually, you do need to accept the and wisdom the of the elders. And the problem is exemplified by the fact that women are... Yeah. 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 Mm. You know, things could get so bad that the women have to get you out of trouble. Good call. Okay. Fair enough. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, yes. Coriolanus is astonished by the approach of a whole bunch of women. <laughs> yes, we see Plutarch, because things aren't seemingly so negative between him and the, the women folk, <laughs> the, all of the enemies mm. that observe the women approaching are stunned <gasps> into reverence what is going and on? silence Mm-mm. because it's just crazy to see all these women in the camp. <laughs> Coriolanus is relaxing on his tribunal, as you do as a military leader, and he is... In total shock, but quickly runs to meet them, gives his mother this super long hug, then hugs his wife and then his children. So he's seemingly pretty glad to see them in my account. How does he react (laughs) in yours? Um, His astonishment means that he behaves in a really interesting fashion. Uh, He actually... Human? (laughs) I know, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, He does go with a few of his men to meet his mother. Yeah. Um, he orders his lictors to stand aside ah, um, to take the axes mm. out of the fasces. Way to lay it out, Coriolanus. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, pulling out all the stuff. He's like, whoa, mum's come to visit. Better get, <laughs> hide the axes. Hide the axes. Um, and then when... I just want to beat her, not kill her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, even better than that. When yeah. they get near his mum, he says, lower the rods. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And so he's like... Good China's out. Yeah. He's like, uh-oh, mum's here. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's described as uh, Coriolanus goes about meeting, uh, about observing the customs as if he were meeting a superior power. Wow. Yeah, he lays aside all the insignia of his own office. That's crazy. And he embraces his mother, kisses her, caresses her, says hi to his wife and stuff, mm. you know, hugs his children. It's all very nice. Yeah. And then Vitruvia is like, yeah, well, this is how it should be. You know, this is the sort of respect I deserve. I'm glad to see you still remember some of your matters, Coriolanus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I raised you to be a good boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know I hear you're going to attack Rome. What's all this nonsense now? Yeah. Yes. And you and your friends can go and play somewhere else. Yeah, and she says to him, she's like, look, I'm interested in having a conversation um, mm. in the open. He's like, oh, really? You don't want to just come into my tent? And she's like, no, 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 no. I thought you meant uh, like, let's be open with each other. Never yeah, mind. no, no. Yeah. She's Literally like, Literally in the open. Yeah, I want to speak in the open. Um, take me through to the general's tribunal. I mean, that's where you like to hang out, isn't it? Yeah. You know. <laughs> your commander friends. Yeah, so yeah. adorable. <laughs> And he's like, okay. Um, and he gets them to re- he gets his lictors to remove the seat um, uh, so that he doesn't occupy a higher position than his My mother. My God, seriously! Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, this is really sweet. Oh, you can and so you can see where the 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 mama's boy yeah, uh, trope totally. is starting to emerge here. If they really <laughs> felt like this, I'm starting to wonder what the hell the Senate was doing, not sending these people in the first place. Yeah, and just like just send the women. Yeah. Yeah, the guy gets down on the ground. He's like, "What can I do?" Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> uh, Tell me, mummy. <laughs> what can I do for you? Yeah, and then Vitruvia starts speaking. Of course. Um, and. You know, being mum, she's kind of like, look, you know, I came all this way to see you, son, you know, and... I'm very disappointed in how you turned out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and the fact that I've had to do this is a little bit, frankly, disappointing. And Coriolanus interrupts her. He's oh, like... Oh, really? <laughs> to say, I, f- I forget everything. He tries to preempt her. He's yeah. like, you've come demanding the impossible. Like, uh, he's like, I, 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 I guess why you're here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. And he's like... These and, three other embassies were a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> he's like... 
So here are the terms, Mum. Yeah. <laughs> if the Romans will restore the Volscians their land. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it'll be fine. I'll put an end to this war. That's all we want. Yeah. And he's like, so, you know, just so we're clear, that's where we're at, Mum. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I know you probably want some things. You're going to beg me and stuff. And we will talk about injustice and bitter foes and things. When it comes and, down to it, I want the land. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, he's like, you know what's going to be easier at this point? Why don't you and Volumnia, my best wife, why don't yeah. you switch sides? What? You're here already. Oh, right. I thought, sorry. Again, misunderstood <laughs> you. They like switch sides with each other. Never Woo! mind. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, he seems More very close to his mother. And yeah. <laughs> Anywho, yes. Go. And he's like, he's like, I've been welcomed into the Volscian fold. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is now my fatherland. Yeah, yeah. You know. You be super honoured, etc. Yeah, forget yeah. Forget the shame. Forget the lost yeah. reputation. It's going to be All fine. Be yeah, see, that's interesting. That doesn't really come up in Livy or Plutarch. Um, in Plutarch, they pretty much skip just to lamenting and talking <laughs> about how tough everything's been, um, you know, and how, look, I know it's really hard um, because I'm putting you in this rotten place where you either have to, you know, betray the Volskians, ruin the Volskians and that sort of thing, and they've trusted you and that sort of stuff. On the other hand, Rome and us and stuff, you know, we suffered a lot. We suffered loss of reputation. We're like dirt beneath people's feet. And stuff like that, of course. And they work on him, and they work on him, and they work on him until finally they just basically throw themselves at his feet, and they're just like, "Ah!" <laughs> and he finally says, "All right, all right, jeez, fine, <laughs> settle down. I don't like it when people cry." Yeah, exactly. Whereas in Livy, good old Livy, so succinct, uh, he—I I believe there's a phrase that uh, would sum it up quite nicely, and this is pretty much all he says: uh, "So that women, by tears and prayers, preserve the city which the men were not able to preserve by arms." Oh. Yeah. I see, that's very short, isn't it? Well, I mean, he does go into a little bit more detail, but essentially, yeah, he basically just says that Coriolanus, although holding out at first, eventually gives in, and it's much more succinct than that. Oh, I feel like that doesn't give, you know, Coriolanus anywhere near his due. Um, No, I know, Because Veturia hasn't even gotten to her big arguments yet. Oh, yeah, she she does have a kick-ass speech, I must admit. Yeah, sorry, continue. Oh, yes, well, you know, go for it. Okay. I'll just give you. A, I'll just give you a little bit of a, a glimpse about her. And and in Livy's account, his names are like yours. In Dionysus, just Plutarch is different. Okay, so she says, "Was it for this that age has been lengthened out, that I might behold you in exile and afterwards an enemy? Could you lay waste this land which gave you birth and education, whatever degree of anger, whatever thirst of vengeance might have occupied your your mind on your march? Did you not, on entering its borders, feel your passion subside?" Within those walls are my house and my guardian gods, my mother, my wife, my children. Had I never been a mother, then Rome would not have been now besieged. Had I not a son, I might have died free and left my country free. But for my part, there is no suffering to which I can be exposed that will not reflect more dishonor on you than misery on me. And be my lot, as wretched as it may, I am not to endure it long. Let, let these claim you, your regard, who, if you persist, can have no other prospect but either untimely death or lasting slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all the children and, and his wife and stuff embrace him. And this is where they, this is how they get the better of him, I think. And he's like, oh, guys. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to let you all down. Yeah. So you're right in that. In Lou's account, he was a bit resistant at first, but mm. he's much quicker to be won over. <laughs> mm. Yes. Well, it, it takes some time. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Vitruvia, she's working in yeah. Dionysus' account. Yeah. She's like, you know, 
I'm interested in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this the game old, again. <laughs> old moderatio. <The> moderatio. <laughs> so, and it's like, and fine, you know, if you withdraw your forces and we make a truce for a year, we can all start negotiating. But if you try to force something like this, yeah, um, it's not going to work, is it? And she she starts trotting out a whole bunch of old sort of like maxims of like. You know, Roman wisdom. Any peace is preferable to any war. What? No way the Romans said that. Apparently. <laughs> a voluntary agreement between friends is more secure than concession extorted by necessity. Well, yeah, but look at the position credit. <laughs> it yeah. is the part of wise men when they seem to be prosperous to husband their good fortune. For when their fortunes become low and paltry, to submit to nothing that is ignoble. Mm. Um, and she's like, look, so like all of this is talking towards moderatio and reasonableness. Um, so if you refuse to accept the Romans' proposals, yeah, you know it's going to be a problem because, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you know the the command of the army, you could resign it, um, make yourself neither a traitor. Um, Compromise, you say? Yeah, yeah. Like, Mm. resign. It's going to be fine. Um, Are you afraid that the Volskians are going to be ungrateful if you start negotiating now? They Mm. shouldn't be. Look at everything that you've achieved for them. And you won them all of that stuff in the countryside. They've got so much beauty, they don't even know what to do with it anymore. Mm, um, I'm not sure I see her point there. I kind of think the crow... I think think the Volskians will still be mad. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, look, they, they should be grateful. Um, and she's like, and you should consider what's going on in Rome. The country's been unwell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Sick of the disease called greed. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she basically toes the line with, like, populist rule is bad. You're right, my mm. son. You're right. And she's like, but, you know, just Flattery because... will get you anywhere. Just because the country is sick doesn't mean you should turn against it. Mm. I mean, you're one of the best. You need to be helping out. Like, what are you doing? Oh, she's wily. She's wily. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you've walked away when we need you. Yeah. And she's like, think of the other people who have had high levels of virtue, who have been exiled from Rome, mm. and then have not taken vengeance because they're virtuous. She's like, I'm just going to bring out one example for that. Naughty, uh, naughty, Coriolanus. Yeah, she's like, there have been others like you yeah. who have been exiled, and they've just gone quietly they into exile. Yeah. yeah. They've just done the right thing and not stirred up any trouble. <laughs> and and she's like, so, have you not taken sufficient revenge already? Um, you've destroyed cities. You've destroyed cities of their allies. Yeah, You cool. know, mm. you've raised cities, you've stolen grain, you've enslaved people. It's fine. Like, you've, you've done enough. Yeah. And she's like, if you just keep going, it's just going to become offensive. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's right. um, and then she does the mother thing. You will be mine forever. Oh, nice. And to me, before all others, you will owe gratitude for your life. And you will oblige me in everything I ask without alleging any excuse. Damn, girl. I am your mother. I'm sorry. I'm... I have to, we have to have an audible high five there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you owe me everything. Yeah. You are definitely going to do what I say right now. I love this one. <laughs> I beg of you not to make war upon your country, and I stand in your way if you resort to violence. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty powerful. So don't you even try it. So she's like, <laughs> the first sacrifice with your own hand to the Furies will be your mother who opposes you. Mm. So it's like, if you think you can get away without having the guilt of matricide, 
your thought wrong. No, just no. You can either kill me or yield. Nice. <laughs> Seriously in love with Dionysus. <laughs> so she's like, I've sacrificed everything for you, and what do I have to show for it? So this she is where, it seems where like we get to the true. living she moment. She did practically raise him by herself. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, Look, you were orphaned by your father, and I raised you by myself. Mm. And I didn't remarry. <laughs> didn't remarry. I had the chance to move on with my life and to start a new family. And guess what? I didn't. Mm. Everything I've done, I've done for you. Everything I do, I do it for. And she's like, and when have I ever possessed a spirit cheerful on your account? Never. You're always making me unhappy, always going off to war, always being the first over the walls. I spend all of my time worrying about you. And then you get to this point and here I am worrying about you again. (laughs) She's like, I'm most unhappy seeing you in the middle of this civil strife. God, no wonder he says, all right, all right. And he's like, should I even call my life a life at this point? You've left me. You always make me concerned. The children are desolate without you. Yeah, I spend my life in squalor. My God, I thought she was ready. I thought she was done. <laughs> and she's like, look, if I die, I mean, I hope I end up somewhere nice because these, they've not got something to look forward to, don't I? <laughs> and she's like, so, um, so it doesn't really matter what you do because if you send me away and you don't do anything, I'm going to kill myself. We'll have another creature of her. Mm. Nice. Mm. And then what are you going to do? So there's no way out of this. I'm going to die anyway. Right, well, <laughs> safe to say. The one thing that all our accounts agree on, though, is that the women work. <laughs> whatever they say, whatever they do, tears, anger, guilt, it works. <laughs> Coriolanus agrees to back off. He does. He does. Now, and the Volskians are kind of like, wow, your mom. Oh, look, I can yeah. see where she's coming from, eh? <laughs> really? See, my accounts, the Volskians are just, you know, understandably furious because he hasn't, you know, done what they thought they were going to do. So in Livy's account, he's not quite sure what happens to Coriolanus. One version is that after taking the Volskians away from Rome, (laughs) he dies under the effects of their resentment. Oh, ouch. I know. I don't know what that means as in they killed him. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not sure. But there is another version where he actually lives a very lonely, long life in bitter, <laughs> bitter exile, dwelling on all the many mistakes that he made, you know, regretting everything. So that's kind of sad and bitter. Plutarch, of course, has a much more scandalous account. I will wait and see. What is your account, Coriolanus? <laughs> oh, okay. So Coriolanus, after this moment, like the, the speech is over yeah. and, and he's kind of just like, look, you've won, mum. You really yeah. you've won. Um, Good on you, man. <laughs> he's like, you've saved your country, but you've ruined me. Yeah. And he's like, all right, now let's all get ourselves inside and actually have a private chat. Yeah. You, me, the wife, the kids. <laughs> all right, everybody. Check the family together. Yeah, yeah. He looks around at the Volskian audience. The Volskians are like, whoa, that's, is some, kind of, that's yeah. some mother. And he's like, look, we're going to have some private time with the family at this point. And everyone's like, <laughs> probably for the best, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we no. didn't really need to see all of that. Yeah, and then they strategize in the tent. Wow. Apparently. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, they come to some decisions uh, that um, they will have a chat with the Senate. Yeah. Uh, that Coriolanus should break camp, lead his army through the friendly territory, um, should ask uh, the Volskians if he can get out of, you know, 
hanging around with them anymore. <laughs> um, and if he can just resign the command that he's been given. Okay, so they've got uh, optimistic hopes then. Yeah, yeah. And they're a bit worried that maybe he'll be killed by an angry mob. Um, yeah, I think that's high on the risk of that. <laughs> yeah, easy. yeah. But nevertheless, Coriolanus then assembles the troops. And he's like, guys, I mean, you just saw what happened. Um, he's like, I mean, please forgive me. Uh, I think we've all got to go home. Um, She's my mum. What can I do? Yeah. And he's like, so, like, I'm going to come with you guys and, like, let's work this out. Um, because I think, you know, the circumstances have changed, haven't they? And they're yeah. all like, oh, yeah, all right. So they march back through friendly territory. Wow. That's very understanding of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in the meantime, back in Rome. Of course, yes. The Senate gets very excited and they vote lots of honours to the women. Oh, I know. They get like a temple, don't they? Yes. Yeah. This is an important temple. I there is isn't yeah. every temple important, actually. Well, yes. But <laughs> I like this one because it's for the ladies. It is for the ladies, uh, yes. They dedicate a temple to Fortuna Mulibris. Mm, the fortune uh, of the women? Fortune of the ladies. Nice. Of the women, yes. So this temple is supposed to be very good. Um... <laughs> Well, I mean, in, in some accounts, the women actually, I mean, in true Coriolanus sort of style, the women are actually offered sort of, you know, anything they want, and they choose just a temple, don't they? Yeah, they decide to not go for individual honours. Yeah. They decide to opt for a temple. Very much. Um, everybody's very excited by yeah. that. And they also get awarded a statue to go up in that temple, and then the women fund another statue as well. So it's got this two is all statues. Big deal, yeah. Yeah, and they choose uh, Valeria, obviously, to be the first of priestess course, of yeah. this new cult, because um, she's the one who kicked the ball and got it all started. Yep. Very prestigious to be princess. <laughs> and they get it done in like just a couple of years. It's built really quickly. Um, in in any case, uh, as much as I'd like to go into the detail of those things, yeah, yeah. if I shift back uh, to the uh, situation with Coriolanus and the Volskians, yeah. um, now they, they get back into friendly Volskian country. Okay. And he's like, look, here's the situation. I mean, you saw this thing with my mother. Look, I think I need to resign command. Yeah. Um, and everyone's kind of like, oh, all right, except for the young men mm. and Tullius, Tullius Attius. Yeah, is um, once BFF. <laughs> they're like, wait a minute. Yeah, well, unsurprisingly, given that Plutarch already hinted that there was uh, discontent in the wind, <laughs> I'm I, I'm not surprised that I'm in sync with you on this. In that they are plotting Coriolanus' downfall. They are plotting his downfall. Yeah. But wait for it; it gets even better. Ooh, okay. Um. So, Tullus. Yeah. Um. Has long been jealous. It yes. now comes out in Dionysius' yeah. narrative. Um. That if Coriolanus succeeded, um. That he would. Uh, in his shadow. Yeah, yeah, mm. and that he would uh sort of uh overthrow. Tullus's leadership yep, yep. of the Volskians. And so they get together, Tullus with his other factional friends, yep. and they bring charges against Coriolanus. Ooh, you just can't get it. Break this guy. <laughs> <laughs> My comment there is lols. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so they put some charges against him. That's not so good. Yeah. And he's called to assembly and summoned to trial. My goodness. I feel like he's going through the ringer again. He is a little bit. But you see, Tullus seems to be a bit scared, in a sense, of this whole situation because Coriolanus, as we know, is a master of retribution. <laughs> and Tullus seems to be scared that when Coriolanus starts speaking, um, the effect he's having on people indicates that, you know, maybe there's actually a chance that he's going to get off here. Is that also in yours? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's quite concerned. So Tullus uh, gets into this situation where they're debating each other publicly yeah. in the lead up to this trial. 
And because they both hold a high general command, yes. they can't... One can't dominate the other necessarily, so they both had to have equal time in the public space. Ooh, and nice. Tullus decides to strip him of his um, Coriolanus of his generalship wow. um, as a way of bringing things back down to a much more manageable playing field for him, because then they can just arrest him. Mm. Um, whereas Coriolanus hasn't stepped down at all yet, because he's still right. talking about what he should do, okay. and then he's been accused, and then he's been like, you know, there's going to be a trial, and he's like, well. Okay, okay, I'm just going to hold the course. He just never learns. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not. Okay, well, okay, in my account, at one of these meetings, um, they decide that he's going to take matters into their own hands. And so Tullus and his little faction fall upon him in the middle of all this and just kill him right there and then so that there's no way he can wriggle out of what what, what has been done. However... The Volskians as a whole, like most of them actually quite like Coriolanus uh, and they're not happy at the way things, is be- they're not happy at the way things have been done at all. So it's kind of a bit of a weird, like meh end in Plutarch. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Romans certainly don't acknowledge anything about his passing. Like they don't honor him. They don't do anything nasty. I don't know what they could really do, like travel and dance in his grave i'm not sure um they just allow the women to mourn him for the set period of mourning and that's just about it and yeah plutarch paints a picture that is a very lackluster finish it is a lackluster finish the only thing that plutarch goes on to say and i guess this is the message of the story i don't know that the volskians go on to have a horrible life as a people (laughs) (laughs) turns out the volskians are terrible people pretty much yeah you know tullus of course dies uh, in in battle but yeah basically they, they lose subsequent battles and they end up becoming the subjects of rome big surprise Mm. Uh, and so it seems so Rome gets their shit together, eh? Well, yeah. I mean, this is obviously meant to be down the track, but it seems to be almost like the lesson is about the Volskians, not about Coriolanus. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. But I, I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's where that's pretty much where Plutarch ends up. Dionysius sort of takes it in a slightly different direction. Yeah. Uh, so we certainly have the moment where Tullus. Uh, is uh, getting his faction together, and they're all like, hit him, stone him! <laughs> and, and they stone Coriolanus to death. Wow, so, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so perhaps ironically, um, we have Coriolanus killed by an act of violence without a trial, which yeah. is kind of what the plebeians initially wanted. They wanted to throw him off the Tarpian rock. This is true. Without having a trial. And they're so like, really, the message is you can't escape your fate. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out you're the bad guy. Wow, um, my goodness. So there's yeah. so there's this situation now because yeah. like this man who's all about justice. Yeah. Um, what an unjust death. Has has gone in a very unjust way. And mind you, he doesn't actually end his trial in Plutarch's version. I mean, you know, <laughs> it just happens. But yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we have this sort of moment where the Volskians are kind of like, as a whole, are kind of a bit sad. So they actually are like... Coriolanus dying? Yeah, because he's Ah. done so much for them. Oh, right, and so it's kind of like in Plutarch, they kind of, they miss him a little bit. They, they yeah. decide to honour him. They dress him up in the best garb. Um, they put him on <laughs> a couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. Far be it for me to judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they ordered all the booty that he'd managed to collect to, like, be brought into the centre of town to, like, you know, as a significant gesture. So all look at it and go, oh. Yeah, and so there was lots of lamentations and tears as they had a public funeral for Coriolanus. Wow. And... 
you know, there's first offerings and sacrificial victims. They make a really big deal about it. So it sounds like he gets more honours in the Volskian land than in Roman land. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, the Volskians are sort of like, yeah, we killed him, but yeah, he was also kind of great. And and then Dionysius has his, like, summing up. And yeah. he's like, you know, Coriolanus, what are the pros? Um, he was <laughs> a great general. Uh, Goes without saying. Yeah. Practice justice. Yep. What a guy. Yeah. Um, didn't suffer fools. <laughs> You know, that's certainly true. Yes, <laughs> I could, I could definitely say that. Yep, high-minded. You yes. know, um, interested in virtue. Uh, Coriolanus, the cons, a slightly longer paragraph, I might add. Uh, <laughs> Coriolanus, the commons, the cons. Oh, sorry, I I think pros and cons. He doesn't like the commons. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Reconciled only in death. Okay, let me guess. Arrogant. Uh-huh. Yep. Uncompromising. Yes. Inflexible. Yes. Traitor. <laughs> yes. Harsh and severe. Yep, yep. Uh, immoderate. Doesn't kiss babies on election day. Yeah, pretty much. Um, he doesn't have any disposition to conciliate or placate others. Well, yes, yes, that is very true. <laughs> Nor that charm which adorns all human actions. Okay. Uh, I, so, yeah. you know, rather unfun at parties. <laughs> right, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, in the end, does he feel that the cons outweigh the pros? Oh, uh, you know, he thinks it's a bit unfortunate that for somebody who's so interested in justice, yeah. um, that his severity sort of means that injustice is kind of what is the result. Um, and that the, the plebeians have to suffer for that and... Because he can't mm. make reasonable concessions. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, well, obviously this is a problem. Well, and this is, I mean, this actually kind of is a good place to end, I suppose, because it leads nicely into our next episode. In that sense, the way Coriolanus's history has been crafted by pretty much all of our accounts, it is a tragedy. Mm. Because you've got someone with so much promise uh, and so many gifts and talents and someone who's not necessarily evil, but who ends up in this very unfortunate situation nonetheless. And that's perhaps why later people would pick it up and write a tragedy about it. Boom! <laughs> Interesting segue. Yeah, yeah, now you see where I'm going. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode where we consider the reception of Coriolanus. Bye. <laughs>